Welcome everyone to today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. My name is Philip King Lowe. I am the owner, producer, and host, and I am an autistic adult. Thank you so very much for listening. Today's Autistic Moment is a member of the Autistic Podcasters Network. Explore, engage, empower. Today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for intersectional autistic adult communities. This first segment of today's Autistic Moment is sponsored by the Autism Society of Minnesota, known as AUSTIM throughout Minnesota's autism community. As Minnesota's first autism resource for more than 50 years, AUSTIM serves the whole state, the whole spectrum, for the whole life. Visit AUSTIM at AUSM.org. Thank you for joining me for Education and Healthcare Disparities for Black Autistic Adults. Precious Leslie is my guest. Please visit todaysautisticmoment.com where you can listen to the podcast, get transcripts, program updates, and read the guest bios pages. Please visit the Future Shows page to read the titles, guests, and descriptions of all shows coming up through March. The transcripts are sponsored by Minnesota Independence College and Community. The transcripts can be read and followed from the website. There is a link provided to get access to a document form of the transcript so that you can print it so it won't use up the ink on your printer. The written document has a font that is accessible for dyslexics. While visiting the website, please consider supporting the work of today's Autistic Moment with a financial donation or purchase a 16-ounce drinking cup and or a lapel pin with today's Autistic Moment's logo on them at the Logo Shop. My birthday month fundraiser is only $57 short of the $200 goal. When you visit todaysautisticmoment.com, go to the menu option ASOM Fundraiser to read about the organization and to make a donation through my personal Facebook page. The fundraiser will be available through February 29th. Please follow Today's Autistic Moment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Join today's Autistic Moment community group page on Facebook for conversations and updates. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel at Today's Autistic Moment to watch any episode of Autistic Voices Roundtable Discussions Celebrating Intersectional Autistic Lives. The first episode of Autistic Voices Roundtable Discussions, Celebrating Intersectional Autistic Lives in 2024, will be on Wednesday, February 21st at 2 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. The roundtable discussion topic will be Respect for Autistic Autonomy, Exploring the Importance of Autonomy for Autistic Individuals, Our Diverse Panel, We'll discuss how decisions affecting healthcare, careers, clothing, food, 
living conditions, and social interactions often neglect our preferences. Join us for a meaningful discussion on why respecting autistic autonomy is crucial, the role neurotypical people should be playing in fostering understanding and support. Join us Wednesday, February 21st at 2 o'clock p.m. on the YouTube channel at Today's Autistic Moment. The show will be recorded and made, made available for viewers to see whenever they want to watch it. During this second installment in recognition of Black History Month, Precious Leslie and I are going to talk about education and healthcare disparities for black autistic adults. Access to education and healthcare are dominated by politics and arguments about what is important versus what costs the rest of us too much money. Conversations about education and health care for disabled individuals are set aside because education and health care for those who can afford it and will add the most capital to private businesses and corporations always goes first. Access to education and health care is just as complicated for autistics. Add the issue of racial inequality socioeconomic status and autism to those layers and we see even less attention to detail. Precious Leslie is an AUDHD adult is dedicated to providing education and establishing authentic relationships with job seekers and employers. Precious is the founder and principal consultant at LoudNerd and helps neurodivergent individuals navigate the complex job search process while also assisting employers in diverse and inclusive teams and workplace cultures that promote diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility, DEIA. As a black autistic woman, Precious has personal experience with the compound effects of racism, sexism and ableism and incorporates an intersectional perspective in her work encouraging other disability advocates to do the same after this first commercial break precious leslie and i will begin our discussion about education and healthcare disparities for black autistic adults Today's Autistic Moment can be downloaded and heard on most podcast apps including Apple, Google Play, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podcast Chaser. 
If you are looking for the transcripts, go to todaysautisticmoment.com, click on the episode you want to listen to, and follow the directions to find the transcripts. Thank you for listening to Today's Autistic Moment. Support for today's Autistic Moment comes from Best Care Home Care Agency. Best Care offers PCA services and your friend or family member could be your paid PCA. Best Care also offers homemaking, FMS services, and two, four, five D services throughout the metro and greater Minnesota. Visit their website, bestcaremn.com, to learn more about their services. Precious Leslie, welcome back to today's Autistic Moment. We haven't seen you since last year. It's great to have you back. So welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me back, Philip. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And I'm extremely excited about today's very important uh, topic of conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's get started here because... Um, as part of Black History Month, we want to talk about education and healthcare disparities for Black autistic adults. And, you know, I've learned over the past few years that the best way for us to learn is to listen to the experiences of Black autistic adults um, so that we can better understand where a lot of these divisions have come from. So with that in mind, where can we begin to explore education and healthcare disparities for Black autistic adults and how this affects our intersectional communities? Yeah, so when having a discussion about disparities in the education and healthcare systems, I think it's very important to start the conversation with discussing intersectionality. Mm -hmm. um, in short, that is essentially how intersection or intersecting identities like race, gender, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, um, all come together to form the individual's entire personality and, and experience as they move through the world. Um, Black autistic adults often navigate a complex web of intersect or intersecting identities. Their experiences are often shaped not only by being autistic, but also the other integral parts of their identity, including, like I said, race, gender, sexual orientation, and socioeconomic status. Mm. Uh, so, for example, um, a Black autistic woman would face very unique challenges that would differ even from a Black autistic man. 
And those differences can often lead to compounding disadvantages mm. where the intersecting identities, um, for instance, a black autistic individual may face discrimination not only on the 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 bias of them being disabled and autistic, but also have to navigate um, racial bias as well. Mm. Where do you see these education and healthcare disparities happening? Give us an idea of what we're talking about and how, you know what's going on there and and what why do you think these things are happening? Yeah, so it's it's very multi-pronged. Yeah. Um I guess we could start with talking about educational disparities. Mm-hmm. And I think that starts with discussing the issue with access to quality education, mm. um, more specifically talking about education in the K through 12 sense. Um, as I'm sure you're aware here in the U.S., um, our education, our public education system is funded by property taxes and mm you know, for many reasons, both, you know, modern and historical, um, a larger percentage of the Black community um, lives in areas where there is oftentimes less property taxes and therefore less funding for public schools. Um, and so that in itself creates a access to quality education issue for those living within that community, um, including the autistic individuals in that community. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also a, a another part of that issue is when we get into the discussion of racial bias and stereotyping. So I, I currently live here in Nebraska where 95% of our public education um, teachers are from white middle class to affluent backgrounds, which is, you know, which is fine and well. However, when those individuals are not receiving um, culturally competent training to work with a diverse range of students that they are going to work with in the public education setting, it can lead to issues with, um, you know, racial bias and, and stereotyping getting in the way of not only the the students' education, but you know the the teacher themselves are not often not properly equipped um, and experience a lot of frustrations in being able to perform in their roles. Yeah, especially since over the last few years we have seen a rise in uh, racial rhetoric that is obviously impacting how people think about other races. Um, you know, um, we have seen a rise in white supremacy over these past few years um, because of how our political and social landscape has been been being shaped by racial, racially motivated violence and that sort of thing. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how much we're seeing a rise versus how much it's become socially acceptable to have those conversations. Um, 
you know, who knows, it, it might be a little bit of both. And those, those conversations and, and those issues are definitely coming up more and more in the education setting. So ensuring that we are equipping our educators with the tools they need to navigate that and to, to work with a, a wide diverse population of students is going to be key, especially since educators play such an important role in individuals getting a early diagnosis. You know, as a teacher, as an educator, you're spending sometimes more time with that student than even their own family. The educator in a unique position to, you know, um, identify autistic traits early on and to refer that student for assessment so that they can get the proper supports and accommodations that they need to thrive in an education setting. Yeah. And we also have an education setting that is resisting inclusive education. Yeah. You know, and so we're all, we are seeing that affecting racial uh, relationships and of course, relationship issues um, for neurodivergence um, because we have this insistence on separating, you know, students with quote special needs and let it be known. I hate those two words, uh, but you know, they must be separated from the rest of the students, which um, for those who don't know, but one of my contacts happens to be um, Sue Swenson and she is, um, the deputy assistant secretary in the office of Edu special education and rehabilitative services with the Biden administration right now. And she is somebody that does advocate for inclusive education for the purposes of that students get to know how to, um, be in the same classroom with people who learn differently than they do to, to learn, to um, allow themselves to um, for lack of a better word, become better socially informed about um, being in an inclusive environment where, you know, diversity is an accepted thing, not, not a rejected thing. Um, let's switch this over to the healthcare disparities. And I know the one thing we have to talk about here, of course, with both the education and healthcare disparities is a lack of economic stability. So let's go ahead and let's talk about that one. Yeah. So when it comes to disparities in healthcare, um, just like with education, access to healthcare can unfortunately be an issue for a lot of individuals, especially, you know, when we're talking about Black autistic adults, um, barriers like lack of insurance, transportation challenges, really mm. limits an individual's access to healthcare providers that are knowledgeable about autism and who can provide um, not only the competent care when it comes to autism, but also culturally competent care. Which you yeah. know further leads to other issues like diagnosis disparities. Um, a huge one, especially for black individuals, and even more so for black 
women and girls. Um, and that, that kind of goes back to the DSM-5 diagnosis criteria for autism itself. Um, the, the research that that diagnosis criteria is based on was done 100% with white male children the way that those individual present their autistic traits it mm. didn't take into account um all the other you know intersectional identities that are really going to impact an individual especially when you're talking about something like autism where we're looking at communication differences and 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 things of that nature that are going to be heavily influenced by culture um and so, you know, if you're, if you're female, if you're an adult, if you're um, from a different cultural background, all of those things are going to shape the way that your autistic traits are, are going to present a little differently than how they're defined in the DSM-5. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit, give some examples of how uh, that criteria in the DSM-5 is... Um problematic for black autistic adults and that sort of thing because i think um you know coming from the white population i think i don't think i would understand if i don't hear from someone within the black communities as to how it is uh you know uh, not racially uh diverse yeah so let's take some of the the common communication things that are are looked at to assess an individual or even in like a school setting refer an individual for assessment um you know if there's a if there's a individual who is very blunt and direct in their communication style mm -hmm. if it were a white student they may you know the the educator may look at that student and and recognize that this may be a trait of autism, perhaps I should refer this individual for assessment. Unfortunately, there are many stereotypes and biases that kind of muddy that when we're talking about a Black student. You know, there's stereotypes that Black people are very direct, even rude, blunt. Um, mm. And so it's it's oftentimes looked at more of a, a defiant individual or behavior that needs to be corrected rather than mm. recognizing this could be a trait of autism. We need to look further into this. Perhaps this individual needs accommodations and supports in this setting. After this next commercial break, Precious Leslie will talk about the importance of listening to Black autistic adults and their concerns about education and healthcare disparities to help them discover resources to assist them. Support comes from Minnesota Independence College and Community, a life and career skills program for young adults with autism and learning differences. Help a young adult take a step towards their independence and a vibrant life 
Learn more at micommunity.org. Does it feel like all your support systems are in separate silos? Does it seem like there are mixed messages and you don't know which way to turn? Being part of a system is hard. It would be helpful to have the tools in your life toolbox to help navigate those silos. Looking Forward Life Coaching can provide support to fill that toolbox to prepare you to bridge those silos. Being person-centered, Looking Forward Life Coaching equips an individual to advocate for their needs. With Coaching One-on-One, Bridging the gap between the silos of services, you can feel more confident that your needs and desires are met. If you would like more information or would like to schedule a free meet and greet, please visit our website at www.lookingforwardlc.org or call us at 612-504-7414. Looking Forward Life Coaching helps change stumbling blocks of life into stepping stones towards success. Today's episode is brought to you by Matthew, the hashtag actually autistic coach. If you're an autistic adult seeking support or a friend, family member looking to better understand and assist autistic adults, Matthew is your go-to resource. As a seasoned teacher, consultant, and mentor, Matthew is dedicated to empowering the autistic community. He offers free support groups for autistic adults educational workshops, and online meditation circles for mindfulness. For organizations, Matthew provides specialized training sessions on inclusivity. With over 15 years of mentoring autistic entrepreneurs, he offers personalized one-on-one coaching, guiding individuals to start businesses, manage careers, and build healthy relationships while embracing their authentic autistic selves. Matthew believes in thriving, not just surviving. Visit theautisticcoach.com today for a more empowered future. How can we engage the intersectional autistic adults communities to do our part to help eliminate education and healthcare disparities for black autistic adults? Yeah, I I think it all starts with educating and supporting those who are providing the the services and supports in those settings. You know, ensuring that our, our teachers and our healthcare providers have the tools they need and are properly trained and supported in how to 
you know, for starters, you know, recognize that individuals may need support and then how to follow up throughout engaging those individuals and, and just making sure that, um, we have that, that safe and open door policy where, you know, those receiving services feel comfortable opening up and, and feel as if they're going to be heard and supported. Mm, yeah. And I like to say, this is a place where I have to say that one of the things that I do not see happening or do I do not hear about happening is for, um, for white Caucasians listening to black autistic people tell their stories about what they're experiencing. Um, I've heard this said many times that among the problems that it that is there that has to do with race and and also autism itself is that the need to discuss it is either shut down by the white majority or that a lot of the black communities find these things difficult to to discuss because of how how angry they are because of the level of discrimination they have experienced. So to discuss these things comes from that place of having experienced things like uh, being arrested simply because or having been profiled just because. And so having those discussions is very difficult. But somehow we need to break through some of those barriers to be able to talk and listen to each other. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And it it can be difficult at times when we're we're having these intersectional conversations, you know. Um as a, you know, as a, a a black autistic woman, you know, some of my experience isn't shared with the the greater black community. Some of my experience isn't shared with the greater autistic community. Um, some of my experience isn't shared with the greater female community. Um, and it, it all comes together, you know, as a unique black female autistic experience. However, it's, it's very important to have those nuanced conversations, um, in each of those various communities and, and, and really showing how these identities overlap in, as part of the human experience, you know, it, it, our experiences as we move through the world shape our worldview and our, our values and beliefs and, and are uniquely human. And so having those intersectional conversations is going to lead to a more nuanced and, and, and robust conversations as we're advocating, um, yeah. you know, in a, a, the right direction together. What would some of those conversations look like? What do you, how do you see those conversations actually happening and what do you do you have any idea that you might like to share about if those conversations were to take place what would that look like that tells you that we're making some progress um because again i feel like there's a lot of these um um just like 
it's difficult to explain to a person who is not autistic to understand the autistic experience because as i said i can't think like think or speak or behave like a neurotypical person because i'm not mm-hmm. you know and and just like so i'm not a black autistic so i can't understand that experience compared to mine i can understand the autistic experience mm-hmm. but to understand it from the person that is just um you know a lot of us who are privileged to be white we may not like to talk about this but there is a, the tendency to minimize or dismiss the black autistic experience as if it's not relevant it's not important and that's exactly one of those things that creates a lot of these disparities because we're minimizing or dismissing the other's experience so to change that i mean what does that what might that change look like and and again getting us engaged is is part of understanding what's missing and what needs to be included yeah so it it starts by you know recognizing that you're correct you know you can't fully know something that you'll never be able to personally experience i am not a man as you are um i am not white i can never fully know and experience those things and and walk through the world and engage in that way however we do all of us we we have the ability to empathize on a cognitive level we can Mm. listen with an open mind um and and really take in what people with that lived experience are, are, are sharing with us. Um, and there, there's oftentimes ways to have those conversations where I can explain things to, in a, to you in a way that connects it to something that you have experienced. I find that that often helps people with the empathy piece and, and kind of helps it to click on a more level um i really like my similes and metaphors for that reason would you please explain to us what code switching means uh you used that term last year i've heard some others use it what does that word code switching mean uh please talk about that to help us understand how that works and also how that might be related to masking Yes. Um, So yes, I'm sure you are familiar and many autistic adults are familiar with the term masking. Um, Code switching is very similar to masking in the sense that here, at least in the U.S., our dominant culture is very much Eurocentric. It's, It's based on, you know, white American social norms and standards. And therefore, any individual who is not of that culture is in a way forced to code switch or you could call it mask um, to adhere to those cultural norms. Um, so in the workplace, um, in, in educational settings, we are, we're held to the dominant culture's social norms um and switching can involve things like changing up a person's dialect and the way that they speak to be more like the dominant culture 
using different vocabulary, um, straightening your hair to appear to be more Eurocentric. And it's, it's just like masking. It's a survival tactic that many people develop in order to survive, to, to get by in the world, you know, to get ahead in school, to get ahead in jobs. Um, we learn to mask in a way or, or code switch to, I guess, adhere to standards that aren't necessarily our own. One of those healthcare disparities, and please feel free to talk more about this that I constantly hear, whenever we hear the media talk about a particular um, physical medical condition or, or something like that, they almost always um, close that discussion would say this affects black people more than white people i mean that that's that's really a probably a, more of a blatant example of racism do you agree <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of that really sadly breaks down to a lot of the diagnostic disparities and mm. and medical bias and, and discrimination issues that we see within healthcare and I mean, when we're when we're talking about autism in particular, um, black individuals and like I was saying, especially black female individuals are a lot less likely to a get diagnosed. Um, mm. And if they are diagnosed, we tend to get diagnosed much later in life. I yeah. personally wasn't diagnosed until my early thirties. Um, we also, a lot of us will experience misdiagnosis. Um, a lot of times, especially, you know, black female individuals will be diagnosed with things like bipolar disorder, mm. personality disorder, and then placed on antipsychotic medications and, and other extreme pharmaceuticals that are not at all needed or helpful and mm. devastating side effects before we reach the point where we finally, if we're lucky, receive an autism diagnosis. And I mean, I, I, I'm sure you can imagine the, the damage that does to a person's life, their health. And so, yeah, it's, this is, this is a huge issue within the healthcare community that has to be addressed. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's, I, I think a lot of it is just, we're really missing the mark and, and allowing bias and stereotypes to really cloud our judgment. Now that we have explored the education and healthcare disparities for Black autistic adults and talked about how we can get autistic adults engaged, how can we empower them to become proactive to changing this landscape? Um, it's one thing to talk about, you know, taking an action, but then there's the need to be proactive, uh, whether it's within ourselves or you know, with the greater autistic community? Yeah, so there definitely is a lot that we can do on the individual level, um, especially when it comes to education. I, It's so important for, especially when we're talking K through 12 education, for students and families to know their rights, um, to 
educate themselves on, I'm going to use this in quotes, special education services that are available to them and, and that are their right to access. And so really doing the research to understand that, um, you know, looking at the things like 504 plans and IEP plans that can be put in place for students to have more individualized educational access. Um, mm is super key and then just you know advocating for your student and and helping your student learn to grow to advocate for themselves um you know and same thing goes for healthcare um understanding your your patient rights um seeking a second opinion you know the doctors don't know everything <laughs> so you know if if you're running into issues and concerns with one you know healthcare provider just really diving in and and um, perhaps seeking an opinion from others and, and using online tools that are available for us today to really vet those healthcare providers um, and ensuring that you're going to connect with a provider that is able to meet your needs. One of the ways to be proactive is to become your own best self-advocate. Um, you know, uh, we can have the doctors, you know, do all the research and read all the manuals and everything. But when they hear it direct from our own mouths, it helps them. And I know sometimes it's like, are they really listening? And sometimes we have every reason to question that. But the thing is, is that there is no substitute for hearing from us that something they've said is not working or something they've said is or decided does not feel right. And you might, you know, why? Um, and I know that communication, um, communicating our needs to our healthcare professionals is part of one of our greatest challenges as autistic adults. Um, but, um, you know, when we become our own best self-advocate and really if we don't become our own best self-advocate, advocate, nobody will. Um, and so um, as part of, you know, Black autistic adults, I think one of the ways that I encourage other autistic adults to become, to empower yourself is to, you know, include some of our intersectional communities in your conversation. And when I say include them, I don't mean conditional inclusion. I mean, talk with them, listen to them, become someone they can trust. Even if, and you can please correct me if I'm being insensitive here, uh, Precious, but even though you may become engaged by using terms or languages and you don't see how they may be affecting another person, um, take that step forward to listen to how that experience affects them and become proactive in unlearning what you've learned. What do you think about that, Precious? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we all have to, at some point in our lives, really examine the 
the beliefs and values that were instilled in us and, and check in to ensure that they are aligned with who we are as adults. And so um, I think that's key. You know, um, a lot of us, again, in the white majority, we have been affected by a lot of the things our parents may have said and done. I know that I am myself. Um, I heard a lot of racial rhetoric when I was growing up and I've had to unlearn for myself how that rhetoric has affected the way I think. And some of that is by becoming aware of what it does with how you think. And then I also think it comes from um, questioning, was that right or was that not good? And then allow yourself to, again, hear the experience of the Black autistic individuals and give yourself permission to change what you thought or always thought was true. Um, one of my goals with having Black History Month um, with autistic adults is because, you know, we need to hear your experiences. We need to hear what of how certain things are impacting you. And, um, and, as, and I feel that having conversations like this is part of being proactive to change the landscape. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having these conversations out in the open and, you know, keeping an open mind to learning from one another is is key to getting the change that is going to benefit us all as a society. And this is absolutely how it starts. Yeah, absolutely. After this final commercial break, Precious will update us as to what is happening at Loud Nerd and that she has joined the board of Umbrella Alliance U.S., along with one of my more recent guests, Angela A.J. Locascio. Immediately following that, today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Hello autism community. My name is Lisa Morgan. I'm an autistic adult too, and I know firsthand what it feels like to be unintentionally harmed by well-meaning professionals when reaching out for help. My passion is to help autistic people find and use their own unique strengths to help themselves. Are you rule-based, a literal thinker, have a focused interest? Let's figure out together how to use the strengths of autism to find solutions. I offer life coaching for autistic adults and individualized workshops for professionals. To find out more, go to autismcrisissupport.com. Today's Autistic Moment begins Women's History Month on March 3rd with guest Karen Tim education for autistic women. Due to the misinformation about autistic women, 
they are at a terrible disadvantage when it comes to education. Karen Tim is an educator who will talk about education for autistic women and what is needed to advocate for their learning needs. On March 17th, Michelle Markman returns to today's autistic moment for Autistic Pioneers Unearthing the Female Architects of Discovery. The history of autism is blurred due to the lack of recognition of the many autistic women who are part of the autism story. Michelle Markman will name and talk about many autistic women and their contributions to where we are now. Autism Acceptance Month will begin with a show about autistic culture and language with Rachel Cullen. Check out the future shows page on todaysautisticmoment.com for all upcoming shows and guests. If you would like to offer to be a guest, go to the Be My Guest page on todaysautisticmoment.com to fill out the guest intake form. If you have any topic suggestions, please go to the Contact Us page and submit your ideas. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment. What's happening with Loud Nerd? Tell us about anything that's happening there. Um, you've got some good job opportunities up there. So I uh, get any news of things that are happening there? Yeah. So let's see. Uh, for the most part, things are pretty much the same with Loud Nerd. I personally have recently joined the board of Umbrella Alliance US. I'm excited about that um really working on a grander scale with autistic individuals you know at loud nerd we really focus on the the work piece you know the mm. navigating the workplace gaining employment maintaining employment and so working with umbrella alliance us um i'll be able to branch out more and to other areas um in my work with loud nerd especially um, and some of the conversations I have, um, you know, parents reach out a lot and and are just really frustrated with some of their experiences with the education system. And so um, partnering with Umbrella Alliance US is really going to allow for me to do more in that area. And so I'm super excited about that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Angela H. A. Ocasio was on on in December. And after that show was done, they mentioned that they were going to be doing some networking with you. And they were extremely excited about that. Very good. Well, Precious, thank you very much for coming back to today's Autistic Moment. Um, this has been a fantastic conversation. 
And I know my audience is going to benefit from it immensely. So thank you for being here. And by all means, we look forward to talking with you again in the future. Awesome. Thanks for having me again, Philip. Today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. All of these events with their links can be found at todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash bulletin board. Join the Autism Society of Minnesota for their adult coffee club. The next coffee clubs will be on Tuesday nights from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Dogwood Coffee in St. Paul on March 5th, April 2nd, May 7th, and June 4th. Please RSVP at AUSM.org. Understanding Autism virtual classes will be offered by the Autism Society of Minnesota. These classes are perfect for autistic individuals, caregivers, those who want to understand the basics of autism, and support autistic people. The next class will be on April 8th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Classes are free of charge, but you must register to attend. On Tuesday, February 20th, beginning at 7 to 8.30 p.m., there will be a workshop at the Autism Society Minnesota called Learning to Drive While Autistic, presented by Kathy Woods. Register for Part 2 of Language Development in Neurodivergent and Other Gestalt Language Processors with March Blanc on March 7th, 2024, beginning at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. This is the second part of the workshop that was held on December 7th of last year. Registration is now open to attend the Minnesota Autism Conference to be held on April 17th to the 19th at the Hilton Doubletree Hotel located at 2020 American Boulevard East in Bloomington, Minnesota. Keynote speakers include Dr. Paula Kluth and Dr. Devin Price. Go to AUSM.org to get more information about these and other social and educational events, including your opportunity to enter the lottery for awesome summer camps at the Autism Society of Minnesota. Min Neurodivergent is a social club rooted in a vision for bringing neurodivergent Minnesotans together to build meaningful connections. Its core principle is to foster an environment where all are treated with dignity and respect, regardless of ability or preferences. Go to the bulletin board at todaysautisticmoment.com and click on the meetup link to become a member and attend their events. Today's Autistic Moment is here because of the generosity of supporters and sponsors. Please join the supporters by clicking on Support Today's Autistic Moment on todaysautisticmoment.com. If you would work for a company and or organization that supports autistic adults and the movement for neurodiversity, I would love to have you sponsor ads on the show. If you would like to sponsor an ad, and or have questions about today's autistic moment, please send an email to todaysautisticmoment at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. 
May you have an artistically amazing day. All of the guests meet with me on Zoom to record the interviews. The podcast is created and prepared on Spotify for podcasters. The music that you hear is licensed to Today's Autistic Moment by PremiumBeat.com.